0: All right, so we're continuing on with the story of Noah. All right. Now, um, as always, uh, during this discipleship course, um, I'm going to say a little poem ahead of time it speaks to speaks to what we're doing here, and this poem is called The World of Scripture. It says, welcome to my world place where the natural eyes can't see where your physical bodies can't be where the last is first the first is last the end is told from the beginning when it appears as though one is losing they're actually winning where trumpets are depicted as voices in the rice the persecuted righteous don't complain but actually rejoices He is swore is a liking unto the word a demon is a bird of dead are yet alive and the living are actually dead blood and flesh are even depicted as wine and bread it's a place where in the humble are depicted as poor and the poorer one becomes the later found to be that much richer I'm speaking no, of no other place but the awesome world of scripture. So please turn off your phone, perk up your ears, and get ready to listen. For we're our conference is about to begin teaching. Hallelujah. 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 All right. So we're going to jump right in. Genesis 7-1. Um, we left off at the end of Genesis 6. So we're going to pick it up with Genesis 7-1. And it says, And Yahuwah said to Noah, Come you and all your house into the ark, you have i seen righteous before me in this generation you know and so this is huge you know because we know that you know Yahshua says you know it'll be in the last days as it will be during as it was in the days of noah right so that said you know we're being told that Yahuwah is telling yahoo is actually telling Noah and his family to come into the ark, you know, of course, you know, but it tells us the reason why. And the reason why is, for you have I seen righteous before me. And this is is very important, see, because, you know, there's an erroneous doctrine that's pretty popular today, you know, that teaches that you don't have to be righteous you know, because Yahshua done it for you, that you can ride off of his righteousness. And that, that doctrine just really bothers me because it's just it's just it's just so so misleading, you know, and it's uh, it's gonna cause a lot of people to perish. You know, it, it speaks to it actually speaks to like folks, you know, becoming righteous just because they believe that Yahshua is out of And because they confess that he's savior of the world, you know, and you know, no, it doesn't, doesn't work that way. You know, you know, you, you, you not only, you not only have to, you know, um, believe in Yahshua, but you have to do as Yahshua did, you know, and that's how you're made righteous. You know, and and so it's it's just a very misleading doctrine, um, and you know I I speak mm-hmm. against it every chance I get, and hey, this passage gave me a chance. <laughs> so, you know, um, one of the things that we're told in verse one is that for Noah and his family to come into the ark, and the ark represents, you know. It represents Yahuwah himself, himself, the presence of Yahuwah, you know. It also represents his his testimony, you know. Um, when we think about the other ark that Yah told man to build, you know, he put his testimony in in that ark, you know. But I want you to know there's no difference with Noah's ark. He also put his testimony in Noah's ark. And I'm going to try to show that to you today. You know uh testimony to test a testimony speak to to bear witness to something you know and so you know that's exactly what was in this ark was his witnesses you know those who testify that he is here.
1: amen
0: you know so i don't want folks to lose sight of that you know this ark represents the presence of yahoo hence many times when when it speaks about Um, The other ark that Yah told him to build is it calls it the Ark of Yahuwah, but it also calls it the Ark of Elohim quite a bit. And then it also calls calls it the Ark of the Covenant quite a bit, you know, and it calls it the Ark of the Testimony. Well, why is it calling it all these things? Because they're all true. Because they're all true. And so I want you to see that, you know, from that, that. So knowing that Yah doesn't do anything different you know he's the same yes he's the same and he changed up not and even as our Messiah is the same yesterday today and forever they're not doing anything different so understand that these things are also incorporated into this ark you know and so those who are in here you know speaks to, to these things you know and so here it is we find that they're told to come into this ark because yah is about to bring the flood you know the rains are about to come amen Mm -hmm. you know now just as uh as i was speaking you know concerning being righteous and doing righteously you know uh i have a passage that, that that speaks to that and it's first yoke three, one through nine, you know, and, and I really, I really, really like this passage, you know, this is one of my favorites, you know, um, and yes, I, I'm going to read it. It says, behold, what manner of love the father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of Elohim. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because it knew him not, you know, if you get this thing right, if you get this walk correct, if you get it correct and you do this thing right, you know, you're gonna look so strange to the people around you. They're not gonna know who you are. They're not going to know who you are. Man, that's not, you know, that's not clean. I used to know. Man, I know she used to love some shrimp. You know, now she don't even want any. Oh, no, I know that can't be, you know. You're supposed to be different. You know, if anyone come come into this walk and they remain the same, they're not doing something right. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, hereby scripture is telling us. You know that we should be called the sons of Elohim, and if we're truly the sons of Elohim, the world will know of us not, because it knew Him not. If it didn't know the first son of Elohim, it's not going to know His brethren. Amen. Amen. Verse two goes on to say, "Beloved, now we are now are we the sons of Elohim, and it doeth not yet appear what shall we, what we shall be, but we know that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is." And every man that have this hope in him, every man that have this hope in him, purify of himself, even as he is pure. Now, it didn't say that, you know, Yah purifies, even as he purified his son, Yahshua, did it? It says, every man that have this hope, purify of himself, even as he is pure. Well, how can we purify ourselves Pastor? Simply by adhering to Torah, because Torah teaches us to be clean and holy. This is one of the essential purposes of Torah, to keep us clean and holy. You know, and without being clean and holy, you're not even going to be able to receive the Ruach hakodesh. You know, because you're not going to be able to, you know, he's only going to come to those which are holy. You know, hence he's the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, every man that hath his hope in him purify himself, even as he is pure. Verse 4 Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also Torah, for sin is the transgression of Torah. There you have it very definition of sin, scriptural definition of sin, transgression of Torah. Can you see that? You know, so for those who teach that you don't have to keep Torah, are actually teaching people that they can sin Mm -hmm. because sin is transgression of Torah. So for someone to say that you don't have to keep Torah, they're essentially saying that you it's okay for you to sin, mm. which is ridiculous. Verse 5, and ye know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. And this is, you know, some, some people that purport this erroneous doctrine, they 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 single out this passage. Mm. And they say, see, he took away our sins. You know, um, and then they'll go on with verse 6. and says, whosoever abideth in him, sineth not. Whosoever sineth, have not seen him, neither known him. If you abide in sin, then you haven't seen him, nor do you know him. And he don't know you.
1: Wow.
0: This is why he would tell um, those that come, you know, um, uh, through the wrong way, you know, where it says, Many shall come saying, Lord, Lord, did I not cast out devils in your name? Did I not heal the sick and do many wondrous works in your name? He says, Go away, for I never knew ye, ye workers of iniquity. These work, ye workers of lawlessness. You know, if you are lawless, he does not know you. Whoever abideth in him sineth not. So if you don't sin, that means you do not transgress the Torah because transgression of Torah is the very definition of sin. Verse seven, little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. Man, that is huge, you know, because, you know, I don't, I don't see how people can lose sight of this unless they just want to. He that do of righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. You know, you can't ride off of his righteousness. Because he did it right don't mean you automatically, you know, uh, and you become and you be follow after him, you know, just in, in in lip service. Don't mean that you automatically press those chains or. Become righteous. No, he that doeth righteousness is righteous. If you're not doing righteousness, then you're not righteous. You know, he goes on to verse 8 and says, He that commit of sin is of the devil. If you are committing sin, guess whose child you are? You're not the Benin of Elohim. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sent him from the beginning. For this purpose, the son of Elohim was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. And if you're a son of Elohim, then you too were manifested, that ye might destroy the works of the devil. How do we destroy the works of the devil? By not doing them. Whosoever is born of Elohim do not commit sin. What is sin?
1: Transgression
0: of Torah. Exactly. So for those who teach that you don't have to do Torah, that that's done away with, that is asinine. That's utterly ridiculous. Whosoever is born of Elohim do not commit sin. They do not transgress Torah for his seed remaineth in him and he cannot sin because he is born of Elohim. What does he see? The word. Can you see that? You know, this is essential because this is a, you know, this is not just a little doctrine that's going around. This is, you know, many folks predicate their whole ministry on this doctrine. That salvation is the free gift. That all you have to do is believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, and, and ye are saved, and once saved, always saved. And then you don't have to do anything else from that. It's just you good, you know. If you mess up, just repent. Oh wow. And and, and you get a clean slate every time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Look, these are doctrines of devils, doctrines of demons.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Everyone that can read, can read this passage for themselves. Yes. Sin is the transgression of Torah. Mm-hmm. And whosoever is born of Elohim do not commit sin. They do not transgress Torah. He that doeth righteousness is righteous. You're not going to get righteous any other way mm-hmm. outside of doing it. Say mm-hmm. Selah. Genesis 7, 2 through 4. Let me have my first read Genesis 7, 2 through 4. Of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by sevens, the male and his female, and of the beasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female. Of the fowls also of the air by sevens, the male and the female, to keep seed alive upon the face of all the earth, for yet seven days and I will cause it to rain upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights and every living substance that I have made will I destroy from the face of the earth. Hallelujah. All right. Now we have a lot of stuff up in here. But, um, you know, before we talk about, well, let's talk about what's what's, what's evident first. Um Okay, so it says of every clean beast. Now, uh, we spoke about beast representing what? Devotion. devotion. So here it is. We have clean devotions. You know, so, um, you know, of every clean devotion, thou shalt take to thee by seven. Number seven speaks to that which is holy and blessed. You know, so of every clean devotion, thou shalt make to thee it be um, holy and blessed you know so you only want holy clean and holy devotions you know the male and the female the male speaks to love or good the female to wisdom or truth you know and then we have uh the other beasts that are not clean by two two speaks to division enmity and choice you know, and so then we have male and female again, which again speaks to either love and wisdom or good and truth. And then we have the files also of the air. Who remembers what the files of the air represent? Thoughts. Absolutely. So you know, we're talking about files of the air. We're talking about heavenly thoughts or heavenly logic. You know, um, reasoning. You know, uh, and then we have uh, rain. It says, I will cause it to rain. The rain speaks to, it can can speak to damnation or blessing. You know, and in this case, it speaks to damnation. You know, and then we we have, it says uh, that it will do so for 40 days and 40 nights. So 40 days speaks to The number 40 speaks to testings or trials, right? You know, days speak to that which is good. Because Yah said, let there be light. He called the light what? And he saw that the, well, he called the light day. You know, he said, let there be light. And he saw that the light was good. And he called the light day. Okay. So, you know, 40 days speaks to testings for good. You know, 40 nights testings for evil. You know, and then we have uh, it speak of living substance. Now, this word, this to these two words, living substance, that's actually translated from one Hebrew word, which is yakum, number thirty-three fifty-one, and it means to be standing. You know, and 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 so uh, just to give you a sense of of, of what it speaks to, you know. It speaks to standing, you know, which is the opposite of, of this, you know, if you guys want to look back, back here for a second, what is this a picture of? Worship. Absolutely. You know, so this would be the opposite of that. One standing would be the opposite of one worshiping, you know, or in submission to, you know, to stand is to, you know, stand against stand up to. Amen? Amen. You know, so this is what's being, what's being spoken of. Um, Yakum means standing in various aspects. You know, now, let's put all this into the text and see, see how it looks. You know, Genesis 7, 2, and 3 with these uh, meanings of of the symbolism you know, directly into the text and it speaks of every clean devotion thou shalt take to thee in holiness, the goods and his truths. You know, if, if you're devoted to something, it's always going to, you you know, you can be devoted to something unholy or you can be devoted to something holy. Amen. Amen. You know, and um, if it's a, if it's a clean devotion, then there's going to be some goods or um, good actions, good deeds, good, some goods involved some type of way and there's going to be some truths amen you know and so this is what's being spoken of and it says and of devotions that are not clean because like i uh, just said you can have devotions that's not clean you know um are taking in enmity that that evils and the falsehoods you know so so now the uh the male and the female um speaks to the evils and the falsehoods was just it's just the opposite of the goods and the truths you know because all these things have a positive and a negative you know everything that y'all does has a positive and a negative you know um it has balance in other words you know and then we have verse uh three of genesis seven um which said of the fowls, also of the air by sevens, the male and the female to keep seed alive upon the face of all the earth. We have the heavenly logic, you know, um, the fowls of the air speaks to the heavenly logic in holiness, you know, the goods and the truths and to keep the word of Elohim because it says to keep the seed alive. We know the seed represents the word of Elohim, so it's to keep the word of Elohim alive in the face of all the earth, you know, um, the face of something, uh, if you remember from the beginning, speaks to the mind of something, amen? So we're talking about the mind of the earth, but this word earth is Eretz, and um, the word play in this passage is is very revealing, you know, this is Eretz, number 776, speaking to the world as as the worldly, as the world at large, Amen. You know and so this speaks uh to the word of elohim alive upon the mind of all the worldly i.e the nations mm-hmm. so again genesis 7 2 and 7 3 uh with with the uh, meanings inserted of every clean devotion thou shall take to thee in holiness the goods and truths and of devotions that are not clean in enmity the evils and its falsehoods of heavenly logic In holiness, the goods and truth, to keep the word of Elohim alive upon the mind of all the worldly, i.e. the nations. You know, so Yah wants to keep his word alive upon all the minds of the people on earth. Can you see that? Yeah. You know, that's very important to see that. That's that's one of his objectives. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. You know, now. Let's take a look at the other part of his objective, which is found in verse four. In verse four, with the uh, meanings inserted says, for in a time of holiness, I will cause damnation upon the worldly or the nations testing for good and testing for evil. And everything standing against me that I have made, will I destroy from off the mind of the ecclesia.
1: Mm.
0: Now then the interesting thing is, Genesis 7, 4, as in the KJV, it says, For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth, 40 days and 40 nights, and every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. Now, this face of the earth, you, in the English, it looks exactly the same as the face of the earth in verse 3. But in the actual text, it is not. One is speaking to the face of the earth, At large and the other one is speaking To the face of the church Mm. One is Arez and the other one Is Adama. Mm. You see the distinguishment The distinction Is there and it's there For a reason Mm. that is Really 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 revealing right there You know and Especially when you take heed to What Yah is saying You know, he's saying, you know, that he wants to keep the word of Elohim alive upon all the face of the world, you know, but on the other hand, he's saying that he's going to destroy from off the mind of the church, every living substance, you know, and when we consider The meanings in there, it speaks to everything standing against him. Now, I want you to think about that. Why do he want to destroy everything from off of the the mind of the ecclesia that's standing against him, you know, but he wants to reserve, you know, uh, the word of Elohim in the world, you know. So he's, he's talking about making certain, you know, that his word stays alive for the people of peoples of the world but he's bringing this destruction really to destroy the churches can you see that
1: yeah
0: why because they have things that's standing against him that goes against his will way and purposes and they are the ones who are supposed to be teaching the peoples of the world And they're teaching them incorrectly, thereby spreading the falsehood. Wow! Now Noah's family is the only one that was chosen to be saved because he said he found them to be righteous. Now, surely they weren't the only ones that was righteous. What happened to the others? What do you think happened to the others? Anyone want to take a wild guess? They were killed. Absolutely. They were killed. Remember what happened when they began to pollute the earth. These Nephilim were violent. They were destroying. They were destroying everything across their path. They had an affinity, a liking for the priesthood, the wives, Mm. the women. Amen? Mm. And they polluted them. Mm. To the point to where all the churches was teaching falsehood. Their doctrines was going against what Yah stood for. Hence, He said, I would destroy everything that's standing against me. I will destroy it off of the mind of the ecclesia. That's the reason for the flood. Mm,
1: mm, mm.
0: Wow. It wasn't cause of the wicked because they was already in darkness. Yeah, yeah. It was because the righteous weren't doing their job anymore. Mm, yeah. mm. like that. They couldn't do their job because they did not have the knowledge, wisdom and understanding anymore. They've been polluted with the doctrines of demons.
1: Yeah.
0: This is why he brought poured out damnation upon the earth, because if the very ones who were supposed to spread his light throughout all the earth had become dark,
1: yeah,
0: then there wouldn't be any light. Yeah. And before the light was fully extinguished, he saved it.
1: Yeah. Can you see that? Yeah. You know,
0: speaking of things standing against Yah, you know, just in, in that vein, let us consider Luke 18, 9 through 14, you know, it shows the difference between, you know, one standing and one bowing, so to speak. You know, Luke 18, 9 through 14, my next reader, please. And he
1: spake, and he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisees and the other publican. Yeah. The Pharisees stood and prayed thus with himself. Elohim, I thank thee that I am not as other men are extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. Mm-hmm. I fast twice in the week, I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much as his eyes into heaven but smoked uh, upon his breast saying elohim be merciful to me a sinner Uh, i tell you this man went down to his house justified rather than the other for everyone that exalts himself shall be abased and he that humbles himself shall be exalted yeah. Hallelujah This is just what Yah was doing During the time of Noah oh. hmm. You know
0: Take note that um, Luke 18 11 says The Pharisee stood and prayed You know thus with himself You know And in verse 13 It speaks of the publican He wouldn't even so much as lift his eyes Unto heaven hmm. So you can see that you know His posture was different his head was held down you know that's the way you want to come before Yahweh in humility in meekness bow down humbling oneself you know not like the Pharisee Mm self-righteous you know take note that it said in verse 9, it says, unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous. You know, they trusted in themselves that they were righteous. That's self-righteousness.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's not righteousness in according to Yah or in according to his word. That's self-righteousness.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Can you see that?
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and so you know, I'm here to tell you that Yah, he doesn't change. And when the light get extinguished to the same point as it did during the time of Noah, the same thing is going to happen. He's going to bring forth damnation. You know, that's how he operates. He tells the end from the beginning. If it happened then, it's going to happen again. Tears. Mm. They stand tall, yeah, mm-hmm. arrogantly, proud. You know, y'all says he hates. Uh, he says he hates, hates the um, the proud. But we, yes, we bow. They bow over. So when you think about the kingdom of elohim being as the wheat and the tares the wheat are those who come before yah in humility they're the ones who bow over they're the ones who submit themselves unto elohim yeah. because when you bow before something that's a sign of submission unto it as well you know so i want you to see that contrast you know because yah was destroying everything that stood up against him that's what he was doing in the time of noah and in the last days he's going to do likewise genesis 7 5 and 6 and noah did according unto all that yahuwah commanded him and noah was 600 years old when the flood of waters was upon the earth you know now Noah did according to all that Yahuwah commanded him. Shows that he was righteous because he was doing righteously. Because if whenever you do what Yah says to do, that's righteous. Amen.
1: Amen. It says he was
0: six hundred years old. Now I want you to uh, know something about the number six hundred. You know, about ninety-five plus percent of the time that it's used in Scripture, where you find six hundred by itself is speaking to warfare in some shape, form, or fashion. Mm. You know, and even some of the times um that is not apparent, is still suspect that is still speaking to warfare in some shape, form, or fashion. You know, um, as a few examples, consider Exodus 14, 7. It says, and he took 600 chosen chariots, and all the chariots of Mitzrayim and captains over every one of them. And this is right before they went to go try to uh, kill Israel, you know, stop them from, you know, uh, from leaving. You know, then Judges 331, and after him was Shamgar, the son of Anah, which slew of the Philistines 600 men with an ox gold, and he delivered Israel. You know, and this speaking of uh, one of the Judges, and then we have Judges 1811, and there went the deaths of the family of the Danites out of Zorah, and out of um, Tao, 600 men appointed with weapons of war. You know, and whenever you find the number 600, it is speaking in some way, shape, form, or fashion of warfare.
1: Mm.
0: You know, so when it tells us that Noah was 600 years old, it too is speaking of warfare. You know, there was warfare that was going on in Noah's day. Do you really think that all of this unrighteousness that was, that was prevalent during that time, that none of the righteous stood up against it? You know, you don't think any other righteous stood up against um, all this wickedness? Of course they did. But they were getting slaughtered.
1: Hmm.
0: And the same thing is going to happen again. You know, and this is what Yahshua is talking about when you read, um, like Matthew, Yahoo, chapter 24. You know, that's what he's talking about. You know, the persecution is going to come, it's built in. Verse 7, Genesis 7 7. And Noah went in, and his sons, and his wife, and his sons' wives, with him into the ark because of the waters of the flood and of the clean beasts and of the beasts that are not clean and other fowls and of everything that creepeth upon the earth there went in two and two unto Noah into the ark the male and the female as Elohim had commanded Noah and it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were upon the earth
1: hmm.
0: you know and so now it speaks about Noah uh and his sons and his wives going in we we Went over what those things represented last week, um, you know. But it introduces something in verse eight. You know, all of a sudden it speaks about every creeping thing.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, it says yeah. of the beast and other beasts that are not clean, and of the fowls and of every creep, everything that creepeth up upon the earth. Yeah. Now it's talking about in the church, and you know we know this because it's speaking of Adamah and not Eretz. You know, and the creeping thing speaks to lust or desires. So it's saying that you're to take of every clean devotion and every unclean devotion. You know, and every um, heavenly in uh, the heavenly logic. You know, and every desire of the ecclesia or the church, and that's what you're to bring into the ark. You know, and that's important because I want you to know that Y'all wants us to have the desires of our hearts. Amen. Mm-hmm. You know, and so they were allowed on the ark as well. And there went in two and two. Two speaks to the division. It speaks to enmity. You know, it speaks to choice. Unto Noah um, into the ark, the male and the female, as Elohim had commanded Noah. You know, um, and then it spoke about the waters being, up; um, they were upon the earth. And this is not the church. This is the world at large, um, Eretz, number 776. You know, so you see how um, scripture is very careful to make these distinctions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, but you would never, ever see these things just reading your Bibles. You know, and so with the uh, meanings inserted into it, we have Genesis 7, 5, through 10. So then the ecclesia of Sabbath keepers did according unto all that Yahuwah commanded him, and the ecclesia of Sabbath keepers were in warfare when the flood, flood of waters were upon the world, i.e., the nations. And that's an, that's 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 an important tidbit to be able to, to, to grasp that, you know, because that shows us that there will be warfare against the righteous. In the last days as well, because we know it's going to be like in the days of Noah. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. So that that shows us that it'll be warfare during that time as well. Verse 7 And the ecclesia of Sabbath keepers went in, and the builders of his name, i.e., his sons, and his priesthood, and the builders of his his name's priesthoods with him, abiding in Yah. You know, we have to abide in Yah. This is what. Yashua was talking about in Yolkanah 15, just about the whole chapter is speaking about abiding in YAH. Mm -hmm. You know, and this is what we do when we go into the ark. When they went into the ark, they were abiding in YAH. And when we adhere to what YAH, uh, YAH's will, way and purposes, we abide in YAH. You know, uh, and it says, because of the waters of the flood. you know, verse eight, of clean devotions and of devotions that are not clean enough spiritual logic and of all the desires of the ecclesia, there went an enmity and division unto or against the Sabbath keepers into the abode of Yah, the evils and the falsehoods as Elohim had commanded the, uh, the Sabbath keepers. We are not to forget that which the wicked does. Because if we forget history. It just repeats itself. Amen. You know so we're to remember. You know what happened. So we can make certain it doesn't happen again. Verse 10. And it came to pass after the times. The time of holiness that the waters of the flood. Were upon the worldly. I.e. the nations. Now if this is in fact so. It also teaches us something else. It teaches us that. The damnation will be poured out at one of Yasmo Adim. Time of holiness. Can you see that? Mm-hmm. You know. So. You know. This is stuff that you're not going to get by just reading on the surface. You know. And so. There are deeper truths within the word of Elohim. You know. And. That is what this course is all about. How to extract them. You know, uh, that's all I have for you today. Pray it was a blessing.